This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Tom Gibbis, the voice of Shikamaru Nara from Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. And it's not a drag. This week, I go into the battle of Best Buy for a chance to finally get my hands on a PS5. Did I succeed? We'll talk about all the crazy details involving that and the results. Plus, we also talk about the big third-person elephant in the room as Cyberpunk 2077 went viral, not only on social media, but also news outlets everywhere. We talk about that and why fans as well as game companies should wait and not rush for the progress of the game development of any title. All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. and welcome back to another episode of select start i am your host xavier josiah i hope everybody's having somewhat of a peaceful week we are just seven days away from 2020's version of christmas whatever the hell that entails and with that said i hope everybody has or is having a great holiday season and hopes that you will remain safe and keep all your family safe and just enjoy the holiday for what it is and just anticipate what 2021 can bring us with an even better holiday season even better things to come if we all do the right things shout out to all the healthcare workers out there the uh, first responders out there and the uh, frontline workers the essential workers out there you know happy holidays to all of you and i really hope and pray that you have are all having a great holiday or will have a great holiday to that extent because you damn sure deserve it more than anybody right now with that said we got a crazy episode to talk about not much in terms of uh gaming news because there's only one hot form of gaming news that everybody is talking about right now and it's so much to the point that the main focus of this show is going to be based upon that and that is of course cyberpunk 2077 uh mostly for the playstation 4 at this point um and i say that for a lot of reasons because i'm playing it on the ps4 right now and it just it's just one of those things that has to be talked about because we talked about it before with marvel avengers but in our final stage segment it's going to be a soft review of cyberpunk 2077 uh but the bigger focus is going to be about the weight versus the rush and that means you know as fans and game developers having the patience to wait until a game comes out fully finished as opposed to rushing in it and being disappointed as a fan and a consumer so that's going to be the main focus and i definitely want you to stay around to listen to that because there is a lot to be said as to how game developers should be handling it and how us as game consumers 
should be handling it as well. So stay tuned for that as well. But before we do that, we got to talk about what I entitle the Battle of Best Buy. And I say this because it's been a while since I had such an epic experience like this from an online purchasing <laughs> situation. And as you guys know, I've yet to own a PlayStation 5 yet due to a lot of reasons. Um, a lot of them being I just was not at the right place at the right time and things fell through. This is my fourth attempt to get a PlayStation 5 and the actual third attempt with Best Buy. The fourth attempt, uh, as you guys remember, uh, was uh, Walmart, which honestly was not my first plan of action to get a PlayStation 5. I didn't want to go to Walmart. I am not a fan of Walmart for a lot of reasons, uh, especially uh, just the environment in itself. But I wanted to get a Best Buy because the way that they're handling it is from curbside. You know, you know, you get curbside pickup right there um it's usually in a more safer environment than others and they the way that they handle their stuff is really well the way that they handle themselves online to some extent is a bit questionable but there is a means to their method and their method is to try to psych out bots and bot buying so i kind of get what they did now granted that doesn't mean what they did at execution worked out because it didn't work out for everybody <laughs> and it's still not but like I said, this was the third attempt for Best Buy, the fourth in its totality. The first time I missed out due to retail uh, companies selling them online early, if you guys remember, it was scheduled to come out at a specific day. Like the very next, like, I think the date after the release date, the actual release date for the PlayStation. And in fact, Walmart went out of their way or Target went out of their way to sell it early for what reason i don't know i don't understand what the reason was they claim for it to be a glitch i will seriously doubt that and will i will not believe that to this day but it is it was what it was you know you got the first edition the or the first wave of you know uh gamers getting the system worked out they still got the money that's fine the second time they announced that uh the day they were going to sell them but not the time which ended up turning out to be 5.30 in the morning. And this is Best Buy doing it, by the way. Best Buy sold the units at 5.30 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Damn if a few of a certain amount of people got a chance to get this at 5.30. Like, you had to have waken up. And the, that was the running joke. You would have to have waken up to go to the bathroom, check your computer, check your uh, or your phone, only to see like, oh my God, it's available. Let me get it while I'm going to the bathroom. And that's exactly what happened right there. That is the best case scenario of how people were able to get it back then and, and to find it during that time. 5.30 in the morning. Who the hell is up at 5.30 in the morning except for people who have to go to work? But we're in COVID era, so not everybody is going to be driving out to a facility for working because everybody's working at home. So that's the best case scenario for that. Then I tried to, uh, I tried Walmart which was a complete bust as the bot buyers brought up all of the units or majority of the units in less than 30 seconds of the time Walmart announced it, which was like literally at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And note, all, all online purchases would have resulted in you ordering the uh, console and having it delivered, which is something 
I didn't want to do. I wanted to do curbside pickup. I want it in my hands. I don't want to trust it to delivery services such as UPS or FedEx. If you guys recall, I had this problem a while back where we ordered online because you know because of the riots and everything that happened a while back we we only we were only able to order like a macbook and all that stuff online from apple apple mails it via fedex some reason one of my items which was a apple pair apple uh airpod pros never came even though it was scanned delivered so if that item is as hot as that item is i'll be damned if i have a playstation 5 being delivered to me with i will be in such a wreck waiting for this to come yeah i would I, I couldn't do it so best buy was the best choice and it still is um so then it came to this tuesday when i had yet another chance to acquire a new gen console best buy told customers on twitter that they would be ready to sell more consoles after 8 a.m. Central Time, which is 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, is our difference. Of course, they did not in order, uh, I would say in order to throw off any chance of bot buying the, uh, uh, the consoles up like they did with Walmart, they decided to not really tell the time, they just said after the time of uh, 8 a.m. Central, 9 uh, a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It could be any time after that. And it damn sure was. It was annoying yet understandable due to the circumstances. So, you know, it, I, it, it is saying it is what it is and it ain't what it ain't. This led to me stationing at this very desk that I'm talking in right now, hitting the F5 button on my keyboard to refresh the Best Buy website for an accumulation in the amount of four hours straight i seriously felt like george jetson just pushing the one button until it was time to clock out for the entire day it was it really did feel like that i started even putting up like uh gifs on the acmg facebook group showing george jetson doing it and saying like this is me right now or uh miss there was another one with mr um incredible from the Incredibles doing the exact same thing. And that was like about two hours later uh, of me doing it. I was still doing it. But after four hours, they finally opened the uh, site and sale. This was not an easy mission. I'm telling you now. And those who are listening may have actually tried to get it themselves. And they understand this. It is not easy. And this process can only be compared to acquiring ticket, tickets and badges to San Diego Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con, WrestleMania, or even UFC. If any of you ever tried to attend any of those major big events that, that usually consumes of like hundreds of thousands of people attending, and even though millions want to come, only a few hundred can make it if they can get the tickets right, the intensity is real. And it was that type of feel. With thousands of hopeful gamers trying to get a, a lock onto the console and add it to their cart it was nothing short of challenging after about like maybe 15 to 20 minutes i fell i finally managed to click on uh the add to cart button because every time the bad part was whenever you click the refresh button because of all of the other ads and additions to the in attachments and, and widgets to the actual website it takes all of them time to load so it all gets pulled down and you can't have an accurate time to click on the button in time and then it goes gray telling you to wait while you're doing it and you got to wait for it to go yellow but you're refreshing and refreshing and refreshing and refreshing it 
and I managed to actually click on it to get on cart. However, that was far from it uh, actually finishing as the website kept locking and freezing during the overwhelming use from other um, people trying to get the system, get the systems itself. But I was far from giving up. I kept refreshing the hell out of it as many as my items remained in uh, the cart, even after the system froze and crashed for like a minute or two. It was just, it was heart wrenching <laughs> to say the least. After another few minutes, I was able to get it into the next stage of the purchase, which was the checkout. However, I was not yet at the finish line as the system, uh, I'm sorry, as the system once again crashed, leaving an error message informing me that I was, that, that we were trying to fix the problem and just try again later, meaning keep refreshing the damn thing once again. Uh, at this point, my heart began to like beat faster and louder as, as if I was in, in like Edgar Allan Poe's tall tale heart. <laughs> it was like, you just looking around like, where is that coming? Oh, that's me. <laughs> I slightly began to panic or like for real. I, I, I really just I started to panic just a tiny bit as I was so close to getting it. Yet it felt like it was going away from me. This is the equivalent of going fishing and catching a big bass that has the strength to pull you into the water. If you do not have the power and stamina to withhold it and keep the and try to keep the longevity of that process. I'm actually just like, I'm going through the motions just talking about it right now. After a few more minutes of getting back and forth, I made it to the next stage, which allowed me to put in and add my credit card information. I quickly entered in that stuff as fast as possible. My credit card was right in front of me to make sure that I entered all the correct information. And suddenly, boom, I made it to the end. It was finally over. I actually did it. I now have a PS5 ready for me. It was an all-time high. I even called my wife. Seriously, like it, I felt like I, I don't know why this is, but for some reason, it feels. It felt like. It, it actually felt like. I achieved something. I won something, even though I'm paying for something. It, it's weird. It's really weird how that feels. It's like I didn't really win anything. I didn't win a world title i didn't win i didn't win first place at a triathlon or a marathon or whatever i just I, I managed to get a system that i paid for so the incentive is that i managed to get it but i felt like it was just i felt like i was fighting in a in a sports competition it's just, it's just insane um i called my wife to tell her the news and she couldn't believe that i actually got got it either because of all the craziness going on all was thought to be like well until i received an email and this email said that my credit card info didn't go through due to misinformation and i quickly hung up with her and to resolve this expeditiously despite all of the info that was in the card being correct the system was not taking it for some reason i had the funds in there i was able to do it for some reason, it just wasn't taking it. The the uh, the three digit identification number wasn't allowed to go through, even though it was legit for real. Like, and and I, you know, I had all the the uh, dates and everything right, the expiration dates and everything. It, I mean, it just was. But I didn't panic because, thank goodness, I actually had another card to use, and that actually worked. So this 
situation that happened, this particular situation that happened, felt like the every action or horror movie that we ever saw where you thought the bad guy, that you thought you ended the bad guy or the villain, only for the villain to come back for one last short, uh, one last shot or attempt to kill you. And just like every formulaic ending to those films, the good guy managed to dodge the proverbial bullet. <laughs> and and uh, now I am a part of the new generation of gamers. I tell you what, man, what a freaking rush. That was, it's been some time since I felt like that. That was, I don't know what to take. And I, I honestly, I still feel like it didn't happen. And it was, it's surreal. I can't quite understand why this whole thing was was had to be this exhilarating but it was i don't know if i'm actually for it or against it but it actually happened i managed to finally get a ps5 and i'm excited i'm extremely excited for it in um 2021 in games i but see here's the thing as i mentioned before i knew that i was eventually going to get it it was only a matter of time and just had to be patient like i said um even if i had to wait until january to get it and to just get it in store or whatever once everybody gets it that would have been fine too but you know i wanted to play the game i took the chance and i managed to win so you know i i will say as much as i didn't like it i understood what best buy was doing and you know kudos to them for at least being aggressive enough to try to get those bots to not access everything so quickly and um uh, it, it, it was a it was a wild ride man it was a wild ride so I, I can't wait to finally start playing the new generation of games when 2001 hits as well so the only other news i have for this segment uh is about mortal kombat the movie which i talked about uh a while back in previous episodes and i had the belief that i was told that this was going to be out next month well new reports revealed that mortal kombat the movie will be released on april 16th 2021 and not january 15th 2021 and as some sources have reported the movie will be released in theaters and in hbo max on the same day so that is still happening um whether that's going to nip them in a butt i don't know because you know with the vaccines coming and things going to be changed by the time april comes we'll know if the vaccines are effective or not and that will also tell us what theaters are going to be doing and what you know these studios are going to be doing but right now warner brothers hbo is locked on to the idea that they will be showing all of their movies both on hbo max and on uh in theaters so we will see how this goes anything can happen at this point so all right i'm going to take a breather and we're going to take a break and when we come back during our final stage segment we're going to have what i call the weight versus the rush uh discussion about game development and fan anticipation so let me take a breather from this whole situation and we'll come back right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax Xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley Flanagan, the voice of naruto this is stephanie shea the voice of sailor moon this is ruben langdon voice of ken masters and dante from devil may cry hey there this is kyle abear the voice of ryu from street fighter 5 this is chris battle character designer of team titans go here's your chance to check out all of that and more on talk time live 
TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. Welcome to the final stage of this program. We will be talking about a lot of things. Uh, I will be reviewing or giving a soft review of Cyberpunk 2077. I say soft because I have played it enough to give it a review. I have not finished the game, I should say, uh, due to a lot of reasons. As you, as one of which, as I mentioned, I just I have a PlayStation Five, so I haven't yet to play it on there to see the contrast and comparison but i have played it enough on the playstation 4 to warrant my thoughts on this so far so we will talk about that and we will also be discussing the weight versus the rush of game development and fan anticipation uh as many in the gaming community know the biggest news coming this week involves the game developer cd project red who is under heavy fire with gamers complaining about the poor perform performances of game of the game due to a number of glitches and bugs that occurs throughout the experience of that game some I have encountered myself playing the PlayStation 4 version of the game and posted on the ACMG Facebook group showing screen prints of my gameplay in which it shows like uh, enemies being stuck in walls almost like as if Thanos actually snapped his fingers or waved the Infinity Gauntlet and they just morphed into the wall it was really there were some bad things about it um, so much so one of my members anthony whitaker in the, in the acmg facebook group calls them the glitch mob <laughs> i i like the idea of that i really like the idea of that name because of the high volume of these occurrences uh the company was forced to not only apologize but to offer refunds to anyone who complained about the bugs and glitches in the game rightfully shown to all of those who did kudos to you because that's exactly what you should be doing you paid a lot of money to suspend your disbelief into a world without having these interruptions in there i mean some of you paid from 60 to 100 dollars or even more for these games and you deserve and demand should demand better and that's what we're going to talk about but it's how you do it and what you should do is what we're going to discuss here the game itself was pre-ordered up to 8 million times, myself included in that. As of six days ago, and as a result of the occurrences, CD Projekt Red stock fell to approximately 29%. That's a lot. That is a, 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 a that's a dent. That's, that's more than, that's a chunk. That's a chunk being taken out of your leg. That's millions, if not billions, of dollars being taken out of your uh, stock. That's not good at all. That's beyond not good. The biggest glitches and bugs come in the form of genitalia, which for some reason, the game 
developers felt it was something that they wanted to add into the game for those who have not played this game yet but may have seen screenshots or whatever like that the game uh the game gives you the ability to add gender genitalia to your character giving you the freedom of creating your own gender identity which is a cool idea yet it fell in its execution the the, the confusion part of this with me is the understanding of whether there is any other purpose for that option like is there a sex mini game that you know mode like you know a la god of war where they're like god of war i can understand if god of war had this type of feature i can understand why there was a need to put like genitalia in there because if you played any of the old you know the the old uh the god of war games that was one of the deals he would he banged a bunch of women i could understand having that type of feature on there this game it was just like having it just for the sake of having it it was just an added feature or maybe a, just a sign of support of gender identity and you know and um and it which is fine but it's just like all right it, it's one of those things that you meant it to be well but it didn't really do exactly it didn't execute the way that you wanted to and it, you know having it just for the sake of having it it just seems meaningless when you could have just given folks the bio option to just select the character's gender identity rather actually show it so in other words you could have just you know it, he, he, if he was a male character or a, he looked like a male character but in these settings you said he was he recognizes him the, the character recognizes himself as female that's fine or gender neutral or you know whatever that's fine that would have been more than enough you didn't have to add the actual thing especially if it, there's no purpose for it in the in the process of the game it, it just it's it just like okay we can add a penis we can add a vagina to it that's it you know that's our duty there there really was no purpose for it other than just to be there and as a result one of the glitches from that is that the the collision detection of the clothing showed right through like you you know there were pictures of your genitalia being shown through the pants and everything that was the layers of pants and everything that was in there or you would see female boobs showing through the shirts of the characters so that was a major major glitch on, on their part that um well first of all there is no kid that should be playing this game at all there is there's no kid like this is this game is the equivalent of like i grew up in the 80s and it, as a kid of the 80s like if you're if any of you are my age in the 40s that are listening to this right now you know exactly what i'm about to get at with this this is the equivalent of watching movies like porkies back in the day or police academy or any movie that had some type of sexual content in there that we were forbidden to watch if we had vhs tapes or whatever like that we were forbidden to watch it and guess what we it made us want to watch it even more this idea will probably make kids want to play play this game even more now because of these <laughs> permission glitches and bugs that are going on um this news let me i, I want to note that this news of cyberpunk 2077 got so widespread that not only media outlets were were uh, covering it, but the host of The Daily Show, the one and only Trevor Noah, one of my favorite comedians of this era, 
even made mention of it and like and, and, and of all things he made mention of it on the obama episode the, when he interviewed president obama i thought it was hilarious i was not expecting him to come now granted i trevor noah is a gamer he he's a hardcore gamer that's that's nothing that's no big news and he tends to reference games on the show from time to time but not actually cover it and it's it, it speaks volumes when it's so big that they covered and that makes me wonder like saturday night live's coming i wonder if they're gonna cover that as well and if they cover it that's even bigger in my opinion so um that's interesting but i do want to say trevor made a great point the genitalia glitches in uh in that game when people our age were kids like i mentioned before he 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 referred to the kids in this generation as soft and i thought this was this, this was him joking of course and he considered them soft because you know back in the day like i just mentioned with the porkies and the police academy we would have actually went crazy for to see something like that in video games now he's assuming of course that kids are actually playing this and if you're a kid playing this then i question the parents because the parents should know about these games shout out to all of the gaming parents out there because they know better or they should know better there's no reason that a responsible parent should let their kid play cyberpunk 2077 there's no reason uh there was all you know i should have mentioned this before in the other segment but there was also reports that a kid actually brought sixteen thousand dollars of in-app purchases from a mobile sonic the hedgehog game sixteen thousand dollars now due to the circumstances and somebody in our acmt facebook group mentioned this before and thought that the the companies will get sued for this and i disagreed because this happened years after the original incident that's very similar to this happened uh with um smurf village if you remember when mobile games became a big thing it, the, the genesis of mobile games became a thing the also the genesis of in-app purchases came too and there at the time was no parental lock so when a kid placed a smurf village they were able to siphon a large amount of money of in-app purchases because there were no parental guidance and, and blocks in the system at the time. There were kids that were spending that amount of money in there. And then after that, you know, companies sued, companies were sued for that. And then later on, they, you know, a lot more company, it became standard issue that ga uh, mobile game developers, excuse me, that mobile game developers would actually uh factor in a parental guidance you know giving a disclaimer and warning and settings so kids would not be able to do what just happened here with that game so in this case if the game has those features then that means it is not the fault of the game company it is the fault of the parents that didn't watch their kids as they were playing this game and at this point i think it's going to be the parents fault and just like that any kid that is playing cyberpunk 2077 i question the responsibility of the adult plain and simple they should not be playing this game at all so with that said now i decided to uh be the one that invests in this game despite my lack of enjoyment of, thir of third person shooters there's only a few a i, I think overwatch is probably the only game that i've really enjoyed because one 
I like the game. I did like the gameplay element. It wasn't that too complex. It was a lot of fun. You didn't take it seriously. And I'm not an esport guy either, so I wasn't going to take it seriously. The only thing I didn't like about it is that it didn't have a single player feature in there, which um, is said to be happening with uh, Overwatch 2. So uh, they're going to have a story element in a uh, element in you know that game has not come out yet either and i know people want to but guess what let them take their time with that game after the results of this okay so that's what this discussion is going to be all about and the other reason why i think i invested in this because there's no surprise that the casting of keanu reeves was a major part that drew me in and not only have the look of the game and all that stuff and i did read a while back that they were going to do just more than just first person shooter there was going to be some really um extent melee elements to it which there is so i gave it a try and though things are you know that there are things that need to be that uh needs constant uh troubleshooting i found that the story uh to be the reason why i kept playing after a while but it after a while started to be not enough because of the glitches and everything that was going on in the crash uh i believe i got like one or two crashes in the game when i was playing it um so i take note this is playstation 4 this thing eats a hundred gigs of memory from the system so i i do want to point that out regardless if i have a terabyte or not and i just invested in a four terabyte drive right now so there i mean i i can't call it when it came down to the gameplay, I was still not really that convinced um, that this was a genre I could get into, yet it has some gameplay elements that uh, made me, that made the experience a little bit easier for me to get into. I, While I hate the stealth in the game, the melee combat is better than other first person shooter games uh, that I have attempted to play. I actually enjoyed hacking and slashing more than the shooting aspect um as i played through like if as i played through the game i could not help but to feel like it was more of a chore to play through after a while especially when the driving when driving through uh megalopolis oh make i'm gonna butcher this megalopolis at <laughs> best and it's probably the only time i say that name of the city um i've played many open world games with driving capabilities the driving mechanics felt a little bit too complex for me uh yet you're listening to a person who does not drive a real car so just want to point that out it could be just me not being a non-driver at this case um now as i say this of course i have played other open world games like batman arkham knights uh no more heroes final fantasy 15 and others that had driving mechanics that i felt was more enjoyable and easier to control uh the one enjoyable thing i can say about driving is riding through the city playing the music and the radio stations particularly the hip-hop stations uh the music in there i thought was really well done it, it was quality music that you know i could get into the groove with so much so that when i got out of the car i was quite disappointed that all the music went away because I got out of the car and I had to experience more of the story, which didn't involve any music. Sometimes it was, it had a bit of a, um, a theatrical tone to it. So meaning that there are times where you're going to hear music and there are other times where you're not. I mean, honestly, if it was up to me, I could just drive all through the city and just enjoy the music and only come out to, you know, cut off people's head. 
much. One, uh, one other plus to uh, Cyberpunk 2077 that I will give is when playing Keanu Reeves' character, Johnny Silverhand, uh, it may be the most fun part of the game because whenever they do flashbacks and you get a chance to play as Johnny Silverhand, his character is in complete God mode as he is able to take out as many enemies as possible very easily with just one blow of this gun that just seems like it, it, it I mean, easy like uh, headshots, easy body blows. And it just, he's just no joke <laughs> in this game. Like, I wish I could play him throughout the whole entire game. I think I would enjoy the game way more than just doing it that way. Despite the bad graphics that look like you were playing it on the Nintendo Switch handheld mode, plus a number of bugs and glitches, um, there was actually something slightly worth playing into that um, sort of kind of immersed me in but every time i started getting immersed into the game a glitch or a bug or a crash took me took me out of it and that's the that's a problem that's a huge problem so consider this one part one of my game review of this game because as i mentioned i got a playstation 5 now and eventually i will update the game to be played on air so i get to see all the new lighting the new graphic textures the ray tracing and all that all that jazz on air see if it made a difference but you know as far as the playstation 4 is concerned if i give this an overall grade right now i would have to give it a solid d because there's a lot of things that is that's a problem with the playstation 4 version and they were wrong for even releasing this game it, it should never have been for the PlayStation 4 if they were going to do this. So maybe on the PlayStation 5, Steam, or even the Xbox Series X version will be better, but you know, in a more on a more powerful platform. But from what I'm hearing, otherwise, uh, to be continued on that note. But I'm hearing it's all around the board that people are having these problems with. So this brings to the discussion of this all. So. We have yet another big budget AAA game that fans were anticipating only for it to be a bust due to basically, you know, rush uh, game developers rushing uh, to get it out. We already saw the results of Marvel Avengers, which has also met more, uh, and, and, and dare I say, just as bad, if not worse than what you saw from playing cyberpunk 2077 the only difference between the two those two uh games is that we did not see captain america or even a hawk's a hawk flash their penis through their clothing or even black widow's boobs come through the uh the costumes you know so to that credit i guess it you know they got it on there but we keep seeing these big budget memory eating games come out way too soon with disappointing results and you think with games with a hunt with over a hundred gigs of memory would be a fantastic experience and worthwhile investment to your gaming. Sadly, that's not the case. I, I honestly, I would, I would know, I would not know actually. Uh, I would not know it unless you know told directly. But it almost feels like the strategy of these development companies are release or to release the games unfinished and work on it along the way which sounds like it's going live while still in beta testing mode but they're not calling it beta testing 
they're not calling it a beta status they're just calling it a finished release game and they're upgrading it along the way so this is the part this is the moral and ethical part of these game companies not being true you know being upfront with this saying that this game is not finished but also making us play a game that they're claiming that is finished and it is not i don't know where this business practice started or why it is a good idea to start this and it, it only it only really what it does is that it it tells us how these gaming companies or what these companies think of their consumer base and their fan base because they don't think too much of us if they're going to bring this out unfinished and then make us believe that it's finished and we're going to just going to settle for it and they they rely on the idea that we're going to settle for it that we're going to defend it. And, and unfortunately a minority of people do and that's the sad part because they really shouldn't at the end of the day if many of you listeners seen the graphic that i made for this episode i made uh i i you will notice that i focused on final fantasy 7 remake versus cyberpunk 2077 i did that to focus on the comparing of the two big budget games that had almost equal amount of fan anticipation however the contrast comes in the form of time attention to detail patience and overall quality and care on behalf of the developer uh development staff of each game company and let's talk about final fantasy 7 as an example final fantasy 7 debuted it in what 1997 with high acclaim for its groundbreaking production the game was so successful that fans have been clamoring for a modern day remake and after 23 years and after a decade of developing final fantasy 15 <laughs> which was one of the first open one of their first open world action rpg games um, of the franchise i should say developers square enix took their god-given time as they are known to do to finally give us the remake we've been asking for for 23 years it took them five years to develop and remake that iconic game world uh, into an entire reimagined 3D experience while also not rushing it to get it out. And I believe that Final Fantasy 15 was almost like the template for the, uh, that gave them the okay to say that we can do a final, a modern Final Fantasy 15 remake because Final Fantasy 15 was phenomenally done. I absolutely enjoyed it and i believe it was if it, one of if not the games of the year for me it's one of the best final fantasy games i've ever played up until this point a final fantasy 7 remake uh it was just amazing it's just amazing what they done why because square enix makes sure that they do not put out a an unfinished game that would ruin their legendary reputation so often fans get irritated when they would take so long to release a game say kingdom hearts for instance i i honestly I, i'll admit i was annoyed by that too and i w i had low expectations when the game came out but to their credit as much as i don't like the game in terms of um just excitement the game is extremely solid it had no bugs at all um the gameplay was was solid as well i mean just overall solid game it was a really great game experience and especially when you compare it to the likes of marvel avengers and in cyberpunk you know it was a great game overall despite my you know thrill for the game 
I would play that game way more than I would play, you know, Marvel Avengers and Cyberpunk. They at least gave me my money's worth in a game experience to that extent. Consequently, Final Fantasy VII was, to many, the best RPG game of the year, especially in uh, this year's Game Awards, uh, competing against the likes of many other great games put together, uh, like titles such as Yakuza, Like a Dragon, Genshin Impact, Persona 5 Royale, and Wasteland 3. Um, it was even nominated for many other categories, including Game of the Year. And guess what? It damn sure deserves it. You see, when a company takes their time to develop a game to its minute detail, which results in a game experience that suspends your disbelief, they deserve much more praise. When a game you have been waiting for is rushed and sold by developers with the lack of care and consideration for its fan base, that deserves to be verbally punished by those who spent their harder money, especially during this COVID era where people are losing uh, jobs and the economy is down. And, you know, for those who have that experience to get their mind away from all this madness, to be able to play hours of an experience only for it to be crashing. No, they, they, you invested in all this money. You deserve to be punished and they demand better. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what I would consider. And it is an example of a cash grab that to me and many is the most unethical form of business a company can do in any industry how can you even try to defend companies that would uh, that would do that to you and the even sad part about it is that there are fans who try their hardest to defend this game why it's not because there there is something to like which in every game if you cherry pick and you know every single little good thing about it you'll try to defend it as a totality no the overall game is bad regardless of what good I'll, I'll make a wrestling reference here the wwe is god awful there are other people who would try to defend it even the littlest of things and use that as the overall defense no this is this is just something that happens all the time and there's a reason for it and i'll explain it i believe it is more to do with people not wanting to believe that they invested in something that was bad or is considered bad so they will defend it to the fullest because it makes them feel like that they were wrong in the eyes of their peers who they believe looks at them as a trusted figure this is nothing more than an example of confirmation bias. Basically, confirmation bias, if I could give an example, I, I'll give an example, WWE. I, 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 I could give a political example about this because it's been seen many a times uh, through that, but WWE is a company that is doing wrong in so many levels, yet people try to defend it and justify it because they are fans that don't want to know or don't want to have the reality of knowing that they're supporting a bad product. I'll just stop there because I could go into politics about this very easily, but confirmation bias is something that has been done heavily this year, not just in the gaming world, not just in the wrestling industry, but everywhere from politics and on. And that is something that we all need to realize that at the end of the day, good is good, 
and bad is bad. And if you continue to support bad, it will never be good. You have to have more demand for good, for great, for absolutely excellent. That's how we grow and that's how we become better. But if you settle for that because of your ego or whatever like that, nothing's going to change. That's just reality of it. The, the reality also is that you as a gamer and especially a consumer deserve the best your money has to offer. If you spend money on a game or product that claims it will give you the best quality possible, then it is your right to demand it. If if it does not happen, it, it, it is not your fault. You should understand that. You should not be the one embarrassed for relying on a game or a product that is supposed to be an epic experience for you. It is, in fact, the games companies and the developers that should be embarrassed and should be the ones who own up to that mistake. Now, with that said, credit to CD Projekt Red for at least owning up to their mistakes and addressing uh, the issue with a refund, despite reports saying that getting a refund may not be as easy as they are making it, but at least they are addressing it. Unlike other uh, major companies such as 2K Games, when they released that god awful WWE 2K18 uh, game for the Nintendo Switch, which completely stopped them from making future Nintendo Switch games uh, under the 2K banner. Um, and to some extent, that was a third party company that made that. Blind Squirrel was responsible for um, a lot of the issues that happened with that game. So they, like, they kind of um, subcontracted a company to handle the switch part instead of them handling it themselves so that was part of the problem with that and then you had you had um 2000 uh what was it wwe 2k20 that led uh ukes the company ukes leaving their company mid-production <laughs> ukes who is now working on the uh aew wrestling game coming out sometime in the near future or crystal dynamics with marvel avengers who at this time still patching that game up and not admitting that they've messed up or did wrong there <laughs> this is the part that burns me up is when you obviously you hear all these complaints about the every the, about the problems but like i said to cd project red they've owned up to it they are looking to fix it despite everything that's happening Meanwhile, Crystal Dynamics, Marvel Avengers, if you go on their Twitter, they never say I'm sorry. They never say they they company corporate companies have this rule, this unwritten rule that they are not supposed to apologize. They supposed to overlap the apology and in, 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 and in turn try to find more solutions than admittance of failure. And as they do that, they will gloss over any of the real issues that is going on and just say, we thank everybody for, you know, giving suggestions and all that stuff. And instead of, I'm sorry, we screwed up. We're going to do what we can to fix it. That type of, that business practice needs to end. Game companies need to be so much more upfront. And while I'm saying this, I want to give a big shout out to Mike Herman of RetroSoft Games for keeping us in the loop of the retro uh, mania wrestling game on his youtube page 
telling us everything from the from the uh, uh, achievements and improvements to even the failures and the glitches that is going on in the process of creating that game. It takes a lot to do that. And this man, to his credit, is out there showing us everything. The curtain is being pulled. And to to those fans who it, it's, you know, you damn if you do, if you damn if you don't, you got to really look at that and give praise to that when you see a game like cyberpunk 2077 which is a big budgeted game that they spent millions of dollars of hiring casting and creating to do only you know or even or even avengers that the same only to bs you throughout the whole process retro Cell studios is not doing that this is a small indie group that doesn't want to mess up that wants to be honest with you we don't get companies like that and that needs to be commended so definitely take that into consideration for that you know because people definitely deserve to be told the truth and to be straight up and i think in that case you will have more support that way now granted there's always going to be trolls and and and, and assholes and dumbasses throughout this whole thing but it, screw them there's a those are a minority of, of people right out there. There's always going to be a vocal minority out there. Now, hopefully, because of this exposure, this media exposure of this game, this will force game developers and game companies to handle things better. If it even means taking as long as they can to bring out a game, and I know I get it, they have to they have a lot to handle in terms of stockholders and deadlines that could affect their sales. And their value to that extent um and let us not forget the COVID 19 factor of this of this whole thing which in some cases did affect some companies but at the same time it did because a lot of companies have been working at home indie companies especially have been more successful in this case because they work at home and that that is something that you know is something to consider this is a case-by-case -case base doesn't mean every company is going to do the same way but i guess the moral of this entire segment may just resolve around patience yes we customers want to want what we want but sometimes what they want may not be what they should have right now and for all of those game developers take a lesson from companies like square enix which by the way was only the publisher of marvel avengers and not the developers because honestly i believe that if that was the case that they were the developers of this game we would not have seen we would i'm sorry we would have seen actually a much better game in terms of quality of care art design and solid gameplay but we would have also gotten the right gotten the game at the right time when the game was truly ready to be released companies like square enix truly care about their intellectual properties but also that de their dedicated fan base too honestly I feel bad for Square Enix and Marvel in all of this for in you know for that particular game uh as they trusted the company and it, and, and and let me just say this uh Square Crystal Dynamics is not a bad company. They've had many great successes before. This is the same company that gave us Tomb Raider. Not only the past Tomb Raider games, but the recent uh, 
Tomb Raider games, which I actually liked. I really enjoyed the uh, the remake of Tomb Raider that they had with the new Lara Croft and all this stuff. They did a great job with that. This may have just been too big for the britches in this case. But, you know, as company, as a brand like Square Enix and Marvel in this, to trust a company and to care about their brand and their major franchise, and as a result of it, turned out to be a rushed glorified online reliant mobile game i i really feel bad for them you know they, they took a chance on it and unfortunately just it. now granted with that said <laughs> kudos to nintendo for getting uh marvel ultimate alliances we all kind of knew that that game was going to be the better game regardless <laughs> love that game um you know so i mean it, it's not a total loss if you're a marvel fan and if you own a nintendo switch you definitely still have an option to play a really good marvel game you have marvel ultimate alliance if you have that complete marvel avengers experience from a comic book standpoint and then you have more uh spider-man miles morales which made marvel avengers look insanely bad in comparison i mean insanely bad and both in ps4 and ps5 version just insanely bad like i can't wait to play more uh spider-man uh miles morales on a ps5 it, that's going to be insane so so to all of those major companies and even game indie developers out there just take your time and not fall into the pressure of the fans or even to some extent the stockholders if they can i can't speak on that behalf because i don't i kind of get an idea what that entails but it's it's a it's a stressful thing I, i i get it but we should be far removed from the paleolithic era of the atari et game where howard scott warshaw was rushed by you know steven spielberg to get this game out only for it to be a legendary mess of a game we know better and therefore we should do better as a result so folks i'll just leave it at that thank you that'll do it for this edition of select start i hope you guys enjoyed everything about this and as i'm saying this right now this will be the last podcast of the holiday season because i am going to take a break next week it's going to be christmas um i'm just going to enjoy myself with the playstation 5 uh i'll definitely have games uh near the end but the last the next episode will be the following week which will be covering the my top 10 best games of 2020 so we'll cover that and then also for the for the uh prime show it's just going to be the best of 2020 in general. So games will be voted by our ACMG uh, Facebook group. And uh, I will read off the results of that as well and give my thoughts to that as well. So we do this every year. This will be no different. So and, it, and in fact, there may be some new categories added this year as a result, including like new streaming uh, network of the year, because because of COVID, that's been a heavy focus on people's form of entertainment and sanity for this year so that will be added on as well as monks out monks other thing, uh, elements is best anime comic movie game I, movie is going to be interesting movies is going to be interesting because uh and, and that's another reason why i'm waiting till after the fact to do this because um there's you know wonder woman 84 comes out and uh and the disney pixar movie soul is coming out and i'm very interested in checking that out as well so we will uh talk about all that uh after the christmas holiday so stay tuned for all that and much more and again thank you to everybody who has been supporting and all of our new listeners especially who's been supporting this um you can check it out 
and subscribe and download to all of your favorite platforms such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and TuneIn, aka Amazon Music. Uh, you can also go to TalkTimeLive.com where you can check out every episode and especially our exclusive interviews with some of the best and finest in all of your favorite fandoms there. So with that said, I wish everybody a great holiday season. Merry Christmas to everybody. And again, to all of our military, our essential workers, our frontline workers, our healthcare staffs out there. Um, Merry Christmas to you all. And thank you for all that you've done. You are you have been the true heroes of this COVID era and everything that's been going on. You deserve everything that you get and deserve. And I hope only the best for you all. Thank you. That'll do it for me, folks. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, love all things, anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Happy holidays, folks. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.